0: Cloud, so it's recording,
1: more...
0: Oh, it's to realise, so, I so they, her system has picked this up as junk mail, uh, or, or spam mail and kicked it and out. Yeah, just throwing it straight on. Yeah. Switch to gallery view.
2: Okay, I think Ray's joined. He has. How's it, Ray? How's
1: it? it? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. How you doing? Yeah, great. Thanks. Shot for the wizardry, (laughs) Gary. Is there anything
0: that you need to put up on the screen? If there is, do you want to just email it to me in an image format? Nothing. Perfect. Great. Okay. I'm just going to flip my screen off so long while I wait for Stan to come in. My video.
1: Listen, uh, Gary, how's how's the lighting, Donnie? I had that light on behind me. I've got sunlight coming in directly at me. Is it too much, too little? Uh, From here, it looks a little blown out on your forehead. Um...
2: No, that's right. Just a sec. The problem is, those lights are facing the wrong direction. How's that? Um,
0: yeah, it should be okay. It's if you, if you move your head and it doesn't block the light, it might be a bit distracting. But um, yeah, you cool. can leave it off. I don't think you need them on. Can I leave them off? Sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. Hey Stan. Hey, how's it Ray?
3: Laka, laka. All good. Are you ready to rock and roll? Always. Always.
0: I'm just going to
3: ask Mark. I have not received that. if Yeah, did you see Ray's... I mean, um, Craig's driving around with Siki, Siki trying to find a good internet connection. Uh, I, I, su- I suspect that uh,
1: Barbara might be giving him one or two told-you-sos because I don't know <laughs> how keen she was on heading down to the back end of Beyond for... Uh, like uh, she to- wasn't keen. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it's quite funny in some respects.
2: Is no, this, I if this, way
0: anyway, that way. Anyway. No, right. if you could probably, if you want to, you just fudge it a little bit just slide you to the side. Eh? That's right. Yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. You come here. will you a bit.
2: Yeah, that's better. I think
0: the makes a big difference. Eh?
2: Huge.
3: Huh. Michael's coming on now as well.
1: And you haven't been hassled at roadblocks,
3: Stan? Eh? No. You haven't been hassled going in and out of church? No, not at all. It's actually been much better after lockdown. Okay. Yeah.
0: I went through one this morning.
3: Did you go through one? Yeah. At the toll. At the toll. Gary's saying he went through one at the toll.
2: So we're waiting for Craig and Mark. Craig and Mark, yeah.
3: <clears throat> I'll just send a message. Just so am going to very quickly. You're right, on guard get him to get us a coffee or tea. Oh,
0: Shane, that's true. I just want to move these things so they don't fall over the show
2: Yes. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. How are things with you,
1: Ray? Are you guys well? Okay, good. Good. Bit quiet, but I think uh, it's going to be really hectic in the next month or two. Sorry, I'm I think, so I to up my volume. Continue there. People are in, vi- in panic mode at the moment. You know? Yeah, big time.
0: Quite interesting so you see that one of the other people are either case or are or are in a flat spin it's not not much in between yep oh there's mark coming on i think
1: you got quite a hectic carry yeah <clears> throwing <throat> it out how's it Hey, Mike Raymond. Hello, Michael.
4: Hello. Stan, can you hear me? I can hear you. That's a miracle that I've come on. <laughs> the Lord is with you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Miracle.
0: It should be. I've turned. I've muted myself. Actually, I haven't should muted myself.
3: Sorry. sorry,
2: sorry.
3: Okay. That be it. okay. There we go. Can you hear it, Craig? I can, Stan. Oh brilliant, Ben. Good. I can't. Perfect. I can't see your picture.
4: Oh. What do I do?
3: There should be a a video. video I can see you. Can you see him? I can see Mike. I can't see Craig. Okay.
1: Can't
4: see me. No, Um, there should be a a, uh, a video
3: thing at the bottom. Well, I don't know if you're on a mobile device. It might be at the
4: top. Um, Video thing. Oh, there we are. Yeah, start video. Sorry.
2: Oh, there we we go. Ah. (laughs) Check it (laughs) there. There you go.
4: Can you see uh, Lissiki Siki in my background? I can see. <clears throat> I can see blue skies. Yeah. <laughs> uh.
3: How come there's two Stan fipses on this thing? Not sure. <laughs> I'm just saving
0: this picture. I
3: have a look. Now. <clears throat> not sure why there's. Have you got two Stan for me, and then another block saying Stan Pips? No No. Uh.
0: I think it's your it's your registered one. I'm just gonna remove you. Okay. Um, I think it's I'm just gonna
3: Should I leave and come back in? No, no, no. So you guys ready to go, eh? I can, I'm expecting some profound revelation from you guys. I'm expecting answers, all the answers.
1: Uh, somebody's about, <laughs> uh, about to be like the,
3: the, the poor kid at the Christmas tree.
1: That's
3: the correct Mark, is that the correct thing that you want shown?
4: He's gone. I'm now seeing FNB advertisements. Yes.
3: <laughs> I can't hear you, Mark.
4: can't hear you, Mark.
1: What's we'll here?
0: It's
4: not muted. It's funny. I
1: can't you can now. No, I just can't see you. I can, I can see you,
2: but I can you. hear you.
3: Still can't kind of hear Mark. No, uh, can't hear him. Hey guys. Oh, there we go.
5: Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. He yeah, okay. I, I is that the coming? right picture, Mark? Yeah, that is correct. That's the right one, but only when we get down to, off to Craig. So Craig's taking us through, uh, you know, big picture and then an experience. And then I'll come in for 10 minutes and just talk to that one and only that one. I think there are a lot of things in there that I'm not gonna go to just cause 10 minutes doesn't cover it. Uh, and then that's it. And then I think it goes over to Raymond and then it's Q and A. Beautiful, fantastic. Sounds Stan, really Have
4: good. we put this on the leaders group? I didn't see it.
3: Um. It should. Yeah. It went to. It should have been. Yeah. I saw it well. yeah, yeah. Gary said he saw it there. Okay. Okay. It's
0: I think to we've got go fifty people off?
3: registered already.
0: Oh, that's good. Do you want me to make it live so we give people five minutes to get in, or do you want to? Is it, do it what's like the time two? now? It's five, it's five minutes. Before. Okay. Otherwise we can wait for two minutes. Before
3: maybe. I'll give it a minute and then we can go live a little bit early. So mm-hmm. guys can, just so they can join, join in you know, just and we can chat. Yeah. Can... So you'll see guys, you'll see participants there. You'll see everybody that comes in um, when they come in. And then obviously the chat bar is kind of, you'll see them making comments and then you'll see Q&A, which is where the questions will come in. Perfect. Sometimes the questions will come into the chat bar as well, but I'll monitor that and kind of help you with the questions if you'd like. That's if perfect.
0: to answer the questions live, you can tell me and I can say What, do you, what do you mean, answer the questions live? So when the Q&A comes in, you can choose to answer the question in, in the Q&A bar, which puts it up and so people can see it in the report. Oh, I see, okay. If, you say, answer, if I say answer live, it'll put it up on the screen and then you can talk to them. Okay. It's up to you how you want to do it. Can, okay. Yeah, oh, we can do that, but that's nice though, because yeah. it's a nice little feature. Otherwise you can just do ad hoc and just go, yeah, so and so's asked a question or we have a question what do you guys think? That's
1: Wonderful.
3: Wonderful. I'll see. Um, guy's on the program. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just we just ordered coffee and I just said Gary guy's on the program. We should get delivery in about two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> So, Craig, how's it been
4: down there? Has it been nice weather? Oh, Stan, it's been absolutely beautiful. Eh? Oh, Every beautiful. day has been peach. Really, I, eh? I paddled my heart out. Um, huh. um, someone said to me, how dare you do that? I said, well, when you're in Pondo land do as the Pondos do. <laughs> no, that is
3: wonderful. <laughs> Craig, so how long have you been there for?
4: I've been, I arrived on the last day of grace, which was Thursday. Okay. And, okay. and uh, I was meant to be uh, four days, but Bob's given, has given me a, more of a pink ticket. Oh, nice. Um, and I've employed four guys on the macadamia orchard. Oh, oh, wonderful, uh, today man. Today and tomorrow. Yeah, it's going well.
3: And look, they really. look good, eh?
4: Yes. Um, um, it's a very interesting project because um, commercial farmers have said to me, wow, you've taken on something there. Um, that's unlikely to work, but I really have faith that it is going to work. Fantastic, man. Wonderful.
3: Brilliant, eh? Yeah,
4: yeah and such buy-in from the community, you yeah.
3: know. Yeah, let's make it live. Okay, guys, we're going to go live so that people can can hook in if they're ready to, waiting to. <clears throat> There we go we live now so we'll start to see people see the you see you'll see the participants at the bottom there starting to go there's one person added now and you'll see panelists and then attendees hello Gary Funfuren and Hilton Warburton hello Mandy Arnold as well There we go. Andra McCabe. Hello, Cheryl Marsh. Hello. Oh, wow. Are there Rosie readers?
1: I'm not sure where to see what you're seeing. Yeah, so you
3: I go don't go see it part- either. Go to participants.
1: Okay. Oh, go to attendees.
3: Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Jonathan Dunwoody. Nice to see your name, at least. Gotcha. We're going to give it a minute or two just for guys to get on, and then we'll get going. Hi there, Helen. Nice to hear from you and see your hello. Rodney De Beer, nice to see you.
4: Very good. Raymond, are those tie-dyes? Yeah, they are a bit, (laughs) eh? Usually tie-dyes are
1: shirts, but yes, you're right a little knackered this morning, I must say. Tired. We'll get that. Get bell out of here. Uh,
3: flip. Sent that to the panelists so instead uh, okay. of the attendees. That's
1: okay.
3: i here. And I'll uh, Cool, wonderful man. We're getting there But
4: 24.
3: Derek Watson, you just joined. I didn't see your name here, but how come I can't see everybody's name? No. no. I see we're up to
2: 26 now.
3: Okay, guys, I think it's, uh, it's 9.32, so I think we better get going just so we can keep good time. But really a, a huge welcome to, to everybody that is uh, attending this webinar. I'm sorry we can't see your faces, and I'm sorry you can only see ours. But... Um, but we really thought this was a good platform to do this. There is an opportunity to chat. If you look at the bottom of your screen, if you're on a, on a laptop, you'll see there's a chat bar where you can make comments and, and chat to people privately or the whole group. And then there's also a Q&A bar where you can write in questions, which we're hoping to leave half of this time for questions. So um, if you can type in your questions and if you do questions in the Q&A bar instead of the chat, it's a bit better because then what we can do is we can put that question up for everybody to see, and then the panelists can answer it. I am not a panelist. I'm the host of this thing. I've got no answers. They've got all the answers. So um, we will we'll get going. But before we go, can I just pray for us uh, as we head into thank this? You, Lord. Father, we just thank, thank you. you for this opportunity to, mm. to let mm-hmm. your kingdom come into our hearts in the realm of business in this, this, this time that is so trying. And I pray, Holy Spirit that this this time would be a, a moment to to gather us, um, to put faith in our hearts to give us some practical suggestions and practical steps to go forward. But I pray Lord God we we'll 'd leave this hour with courage in our hearts and with hope in our hearts for the future of our businesses and employees and all that we 're in uh, uh, in charge of, and I have given stewardship to and I pray that in your amazing amazing name amen. amen. Bless you guys so let me introduce the penalty for those that don't know you um, on my, it's, on my screen it's Raymond at the top left, and that is Raymond is a is a lawyer uh, human lawyer so this, in fact, on Sunday when I made the announcement, I said, and Raymond Meneses," and I wanted to say human resources, and I thought, no, not human resources, it's more legal. And I said, Raymond Meneses, use human, so that's <laughs> our human Raymond Meneses, and um, he is It's an law important law qualification law. with lawyers that's it so. It's good that he is human and part of this panel. Um, and he's in the legal legal fraternity. And then Mark Honeywell is, uh, works for F&B um, and has a big corporate, very big touch feel around what's happening because he's in touch with so many corporates at the moment. And then Craig Robertson is an entrepreneur, comes out of big corporate, so has a big corporate background, um, but has got his own business now and is living this entrepreneurial life um, down in Boyki. And we, will, we can curse him for that later, but for now, we're going to bless him. And, uh, so just a massive welcome to the three of you guys, and I'll let you take it off, uh, take, it, take it on, and we can see where, where we go from here.
4: Over to you. Thank you, Stan. It's uh, me to go first. Good morning, everyone. What a privilege to be part of this. Um, I'm leaving it to the clever, clever guys to come after me. Um, but uh, I'm really sensitive to, to uh, businesses out there at the moment because there's been a lot of destruction. So I don't think we do have all the answers. Um, but just some background, I, I worked for two corporates for 26, 27 years, a secure salary, and, uh, and then I had a wonderful opportunity actually through, through a complete stress out to move into my own business. Uh, and set up some commercial property developments and uh, it's really really been a fun time for me the last seven or eight years and uh, I've experienced God's favor and so I don't believe now uh, with with what uh, Jesus has given me that he's just going to to drop us um, so we stand in faith this morning um, and and uh, just earlier this year, my brother and I probably had our best strategic planning time for our businesses, and we we really felt good and confident. Um, but it's been a bit like the Titanic. There was no warning, and the Titanic hit uh, an iceberg. Mm. And uh, that's what this COVID's been like. Uh, for us in property, uh, it, uh, we've taken a big smack, and... Uh, uh, I have I have such sympathy for our tenants who are small businesses. And so there's been this tension between landlord and tenant. But we're going to get through it. And Jesus said that we'd have trouble. Um, but he is going to see us through it and it's not going to last forever. It's a real test of our faith. I asked a good friend of mine, give me five things that you would speak on this morning uh, around uh, this situation. And he said to me, prayer, 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 prayer. And really, it is a case of uh, us getting on our knees. And uh, I liked what Stan said on Sunday about overconfident believers because I had already written down about us overconfident business people. What we tend to do is rely on our own ability, our own uh, strengths, and I think we're being reminded that uh, the Lord is much cleverer than us and we need his wisdom um, Proverbs 23, 4 says, don't trust in your own cleverness. And over my time in corporate, I've seen many, many clever men and women make some terrible mistakes. Um, and it's at times like this that we realize that we need the Lord's guidance in our businesses. So I just wrote down uh, a couple of key issues um, from my point of view. And, and the first one was don't partner with fear and, and seize rather look and seize seize the opportunity. Because in every low point in a market, there's opportunity. And uh, we need to be creative at this time. My next point was avoid negative people and avoid social media as best you can. I've really got away from Durban for a few days and it's been wonderful. Wonderful time just being on my own um, and in space and without social media. The next point I have is is, is don't be, at this time, don't be like an ostrich and, and put your head in the sand. We've got to face the challenges head on and adjust our plan. And it may meet, mean a complete change in direction. Last year, I had the privilege of um, walking alongside my older brother, whose business, uh, Completely hit the the wall. He was a man who uh, had established assets a strong business and uh, I had the privilege to to walk with him for for probably the first time in my life and uh, He had he had stuck his head in the sand and didn't want to face his problems. He um, had broken all the good financial stewarding rules and he was in a mess and uh, I had to really just take him by the hand and face his creditors, uh, face the situation. And by the grace of God, um, he's in a new season. Um, he's lost everything material, but he has a new job and he's a new man. And uh, I think for a lot of us, you know, God wants to speak, um at this time. My next point is obviously around um, his cash. At this time, what I learned in big corporate was, you always need to have facilities in place for, for the bad times. And uh, if you run out of cash, then you have a serious problem in your business. Um, so what does this mean? I think Michael will share more on it, but it, it essentially is making sure that you communicate with your bankers, with your creditors, with your staff, and uh, reorganize uh, your business. Um, Next point is to get our houses in order. What I've found, uh, and even in the church, is that people's administration, uh, our tax taxes uh, are out of order and, and, and it's a good season to get, to get your, your administration in order. Because a business is only as good as this administration. Um, and then probably the biggest point, it's a time to be generous because we don't work in the world's economy. And my experience over the years is generous people don't, don't battle financially. And um, I've already heard some amazing testimonies of guys with their backs to the wall, and they've been challenged and they've been generous. And so it's time to be generous to, to our creditors, to our staff as best we can, and, and even outside of that, and to the church in particular. Um, and then <laughs> something <clears throat> that's so important, <clears throat> excuse me, is to consult other people. <clears throat> I have always done that and I love giving advice, but I love asking others for their advice and their perspective. I've got three or four guys on the property side who I go to and ask advice. And especially at this time, um, and, and as a church, Community, that's why I'm loving this, is that we, we're starting to network, and we mustn't stop after COVID. As a church, we need to, to network with our brothers and sisters. And then my, my last point is um, <clears throat> we need to create action plans, and we need to execute on those plans. We mustn't be talkers. We must be executors. It's about getting things done at this time and face it head on. And so that's all I've got guys happy to to hand over to the rest of the crew.
5: Thanks, Craig. Uh, I think I'm supposed to go next So good, Stan. So please do. I think entrepreneurs are prophetic. I think the way that you guys, um, you pull together resources, you meet needs, sometimes needs that are new and unknown. I believe that there's a calling. I believe to be an entrepreneur, to balance all of your uh, demands and inputs to, to meet a customer's needs on the other side, to balance cash and uh, the investment side with the, the sewing side. I think that there's a prophetic edge to being an entrepreneur. And I think right now, you know, we we can look at coronavirus and we can look at this lockdown. And I think we should read the word and look at locust plagues. And I think we should look at uh, droughts and famine and seizures uh, when people were cut off from provision. And so there's a battle. There's a real battle for the gift of an entrepreneur, for the the men and women that are called uh, in business. So what I'm going to try and do is quickly show you uh, an overview of some uh, options that are available. At the moment, there is a flood of information in the market. There is a overflow and people are not knowing where to turn left or right or what applies to them, or whether their bank or their partners or other stakeholders are actually helping them as best they can. So I'm gonna give you a bit of a snapshot of the things that we're busy with. Um, I think it's pretty inclusive. There may be one or two things that other people are looking at. And then the second part of this is just to focus on particularly one. So um, Gary, if you're there, if you can put the slide up. And there it is. So just to talk through it quickly in the categories. And again, this is just an overview. From a debt perspective, and if I'm looking at the left-hand column, the f relief options, from a debt perspective, banks have been um, giving holidays and help. And I would hope by now that you have engaged with your bank and you have got some sort of relief, whether it's on a home loan, whether it's on any other terms of finance, you can get help. Um, I want to come and just mention them quickly. So the COVID-19 loan re- uh, scheme, that is the government-backed um, Uh, guarantee fund the 200 billion that governments put there. I'm going to come and talk about that last because that's relevant right now. Relief on business loans, commercial property, asset finance, working capital, all of those are otherwise relief that you should be engaging with on your bank. We also have insurance and business credit protection that's listed under ours. Please be careful Um, I'm sure you'll get other advice from brokers that's more accurate than mine. But typically, coronavirus was not foreseen. Pandemics were not foreseen in most policies. And so most people getting income protection against pandemics was not covered. But there are a few underwriters and a few people who have been able to, to honor that. Uh, In terms of alternate funding, just a quick mention, the SA Future Trust, the bottom there, that was the Oppenheimer one billion Rand that was put into the market. It was facilitated by all banks. I'm using the word was, the money has largely been used. It was to pay employees, but it's been applied and there's not much leeway or much grace or any open opportunity there. In terms of government funding, the list is extensive, but all of them have conditions. All of them are relevant to certain people. So, there's an, uh, a business growth resilience fund, and that's from the Department of Small Business. That's particularly available to women owned businesses or disab- disabled people that are in business. The Black Business Funding Solution, again, the National Empowerment Fund is running with that, and that's also, as a name hints, it's predominantly for the Black owned businesses. There's a few others, there's a debt relief scheme which again is from the small business development, the sports, arts, and culture, tourism, which may affect quite a few of you today, agriculture, SPARSA, there's all these schemes around with assistance that government is putting in place that you can access, but terms and conditions, a whole lot applies in those cases. Then SARS on the far right-hand side of the screen, SARS have offered different helps. They are, for example, the, They are the deferment of employees' tax. And effectively, if you've got any employees, you are able to defer the bulk of the POIE you need to pay across. And I think Rodney's on the call. He might have a bit more detail here. But 35%, I think, is payable now. And then the balance can be rolled over. But as soon as the 1st of August comes in, you've got to have six months to catch up the outstanding POIE before end of February. So there is a plan in place to defer the tax liability. Then there is an ETR program which has been extended. the government's been running it. so if you're on that, that has been extended. then there's Re- terror relief, which is offered by the Department of Labor. Many of you know about this, which is help to pay your employees because you've shut your business whilst the business is shut, there is help and the last one I'm listing there is the compensation fund for from the Department of Labor. If any of your employees are ill or affected by COVID-19 during the lockdown, you may apply for um, relief from the at least Department of Labor and the Compensation Fund to contribute towards them. That's an overview. I don't want to get caught on that. I want to just focus on the one this morning, which is the COVID-19 loan scheme. From today, it is open. And effectively, government has focused on businesses that turn over less than 300 million. The idea is that they will underwrite the risk for lending to these businesses. The lending is in relation not to expansion, not to business acquisition, not to asset acquisition, but to the fixed cost of maintaining the businesses. This is government's help to make sure we have businesses, we have businesses that survive the COVID-19 and that the economy can recover. From an f perspective, as we've been given guidelines, the bank will take the first risk. Government takes the balance of the risk. So just to explain it, you would go through your normal bank, you would go through a credit application, but effectively, there would be a higher level of support or funding available to you and your business. And the piece of the risk would sit with your bank and the balance of the risk would be undertaken by government. That agreement was only signed yesterday. And as I understand it, all banks are offering this help from today. I know that in FNB, we've got 6,000 businesses just in 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 the KZN area that we are going to be helping and processing this for. So that's an overview. I think maybe just a general comment, what I'm seeing. In large businesses um, that have been in good standing, we are helping. We are very much there for the smaller businesses. What pains me is I think we could do a lot more. Uh, I really do. And I think from today, I'm really hoping we can help so many more businesses. A lot depends on your standing. And if I could just make a comment about this. Most banks are using the qualifying words of in good standing. Really what that means is that your accounts are up to date. If they're not up to date, as Craig hinted, you're talking to your bank, you're communicating. That's more than enough for good standing. Uh, We understand these are unprecedented times. We understand the pressures we want to support. We want uh, businesses to survive. So that's the intention behind the scenes. um, And that's a bit of an overview. I think I'm done with my time.
3: Thank you, Michael. Uh, Raymond, you're up next. Guys, if you have any questions, please put them up in the Q&A bar um, so that we can share those questions with everybody. Um, other people have probably got exactly the same questions as you. Um, but thank you, Raymond. Go for it. So
1: yeah. uh, I, uh, I want to echo all of the, the thoughts expressed by the preceding panelists. I completely agree with all of them. Um, I think one of the one of the key elements of, of dealing with the, the economic repercussions of this crisis, recognize that we are in the Kubler-Ross grief cycle, which is uh, starts with denial, anger, depression, bargaining, and ultimately acceptance. That, that is, in, in my view, just absolutely where we are. We, we are grieving the loss of normal with grieving the loss of how things have always been done. And you'll have noticed that in the last few days, there's been a massive uptick in really, really angry people doing things that are foolish. And, and I include um, stuff done by the police or, or by not necessarily the SAP, but, but other, other peace officers. There's stuff on social media. Um, you speak to guys now who were very supportive of the lockdown at the outset, who are now becoming angry and frustrated and saying, "I'm going to lose my business over this." Surely the pandemic's not that bad. Surely the death numbers are quite low, and this is an overreaction on the part of the state. And we we've got to do something. I've had several people contact me and say, "How do we, how do we um, get the government to lift the lockdown? How do we do this? How do we protest?" Um, you get a criminal record if you pay an admission to find. There's there's no question that that most people are in the angry zone. And the difficulty with the angry zone is when we're angry, don't think straight. Um, The Bible says that that the anger of man doesn't accomplish the righteousness of God. And the reason for that is that you can't think rationally and clearly when you're angry. So one of the things I'd like to add to what has preceded um, from the other panelists is that this is a time for calm reflection and and a considered response. Um, I am an employment law specialist, so I primarily assist employers in dealing with employment matters. And obviously, the highest cost in most businesses is the wage bill. So employers are saying, what do I do? I can't pay my employees. So there's TERS relief, which is fine, but it does have limitations, and the, the maximum any individual employee can, can receive in terms of payment for that is about 6,700 grand. And for people earning more than 6,700 rand, obviously, that hasn't. Not only that, but employers are starting to say, well, we need we need to look very seriously at retreatments and, and cutting heads off um, overheads. Um, so, so this has massive implications and and this the, the consequence of flattening the curve is, is that it makes it longer. So we're going to be living with the consequences of this pandemic for for many months and potentially years. When I advise employers on on restructuring and retrenchments, my advice is always the same. If you can avoid it, avoid it. Point number one. Point number two. If you can't avoid it, you need a very well-structured, carefully thought through, relatively bomb-proof business plan, and the business plan informs the retrenchment process. That includes all elements that have been discussed by Craig and by by Mike, includes financing, it includes um, what's your action plan, what are you doing? and that's got to form part of the consultation process. now one of the things I've been asked fairly frequently over this period is, well, um, isn't it true that because of the pandemic uh, we, can, we can just tell people that, that they're no longer employed or, or that we can't pay them or that that whatever there are, in, there are a number of different um, scenarios that are being painted. The National Disaster Management act, which is in place at the moment, expressly states that it does not overturn or affect any existing legislation. It means all of, uh, unless it's expressly stated. It mm-hmm. means that all of the provisions of the Basic Conditions of Employment Act, regulating the basic components and, and basic employee rights, and the Labor Relations Act, which regulates the relationship between employees and employers, will remain in place. Employees can't simply be fired. The usual retrenchment process uh, is in place. And all that has happened is that there's been um, a change to to how employees are paid due to what, what the state has termed a temporary layoff. It means that a whole part of the business can't operate due to the COVID lockdown. And, and there's UIF and TERS relief in place for them. So, the message that I'm, I'm hoping to get across, is that the usual rules apply, and if you intend to make any radical changes to your business, you've got to have a plan, but I got to have a strategy, and it's got to be a strategy formulated in consultation with people who you trust and who know what they're talking about. Because any decision that you make in anger or in the next phase, depression, is not likely to be a wise one. It, it really is important to have wisdom at this time. Having said all of that, which sounds negative and gloomy, um, I think this this is an incredible opportunity for businesses to have a long, hard look at what is important in the business. Um, what what areas of the business are not productive? Those need to be cut off, like pruning a dead tree, uh, pruning a tree that's um, in in winter time. Um, what are the areas that that have growth? opportunity and potential, and, and how do I build a, a business strategy, or business plan that not only informs, but supports. So um, in summary then, and, and I'm gonna wrap up with this and, and make space for questions, I, I anticipate that I'll get quite a few, is that um, what we do now should not be a knee jerk reaction. to The current consequences I accept that it's very difficult to business, build a business plan when I mean, we don't know how long the lockdown is going to continue. What we do know is that the face of business has changed. Most of it is now online. Um, there are uh, realities to what people are going to spend money on and not going to spend money on. And we need to build our, our businesses in that line as far as we can to make it as bomb proof as we can. Not forgetting that it is God who gives us strategy and it is God who who leads and guides us and that the Holy Spirit will will lead us into um, strategies that we wouldn't have come up with in our own strength. So um, those are all things that, that I think should be guiding how we approach the pandemic. I must also say that this pandemic has not matured in the South African population. We're behind other countries, partly because of the great measures that have been implemented. And, and the fairly rapid response of the state to, to these um, circumstances. But there's no doubt that we're going to face <clears throat> significant mortality rates. and We're going to sig- not only mortality rates, that's part of the problem, but it's not the whole problem. The problem is just how all of the social support structures, including medical care, um, UIF, and, and other structures are going to be placed under massive, massive strain. At the height of HIV and AIDS deaths, um, they couldn't find enough graves. This sounds morbid and, and, and depressing, but there weren't enough graves to bury the people. And this, this pandemic is going to have a much, in, if, if the graphs follow what has happened in the rest of the world in similar circumstances, and have a much higher uh, rate of mortality in a shorter period. So um, I say that not, not to make people depressed, but because there's a reality and we shouldn't be taken by surprise. There's, there's a reality to this pandemic that I think we haven't yet seen. We're, we're probably two weeks to a month away from um, if the graphs are right and, and the predictions are accurate and they may not be from seeing the, the real impact of this pandemic. So I'm, I'm gonna wrap on, on that. I must say, don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through this because we have the resources of heaven on our side. We have uh, brothers and sisters in Christ who are there to help us and to work with us. Um, and and they strength strengthened community. And, and we're going to have strategies and ways to deal with this. This is not going to be the end of the world at all. But we do need to be
2: wise about it. Those are my contributions.
3: Wonderful guys. That's brilliant, man. Great, great overviews, great feedback. There are a number of questions here and maybe I can just throw some of them up uh, that we can answer live. We'll see the question come up on screen. Here's the first one from, from Debbie Haswell. Um, And I'll leave this open to you guys, what that looks like. Can you see it? Who would like to answer that?
1: Well, if, if I can, um, let, let me address the first one, thoughts about pivoting or changing the business. Um, I think that it's important to, to change those things which are necessary to address the challenges, but um, I would caution against making such radical changes that you lose your strengths. So, um, if I could draw an example from Scripture, um, David faced Goliath, and he didn't put on Saul's armor. He he went with what he knew, and his what he knew was how to operate a sling, and how to kill um, animals much bigger than himself, than himself rather to to face Goliath. So I think it's it's a question of focusing on what you're really great at. Um, and then, and then figuring out how to do that creatively into the future to face the challenges that we have. That's going to be different for every business.: I don't know whether that helps. I'll leave it to the other panelists to jump in.:
3: that question, yeah, Apparently that question didn't pop up on the screen. I thought it was a question around what are your thoughts about pivoting or changing your business? I think Gary has got it right now that uh, the questions maybe will pop up on the screen but we'll keep going. I'll just read the next one out. Thank you, Raymond. I don't know if any of you other guys have got anything else to add to that? Thoughts about pivoting and changing business at this time?
5: Um, maybe just a comment or two. We are never gonna be the same again as a bank. Uh, we are redefining who we are. Uh, I think somebody mentioned a clean out, a refining, a shaking, all that that's going on. We talk about it in the spirit. We talk about it sometimes in our own lives. I can tell you, business and structure is is all changing as well. As a bank, we are questioning whether we need so many big buildings. Uh, so we may not be tenants or landowners into the future. Uh, so this thing of realigning and pivoting your business is key. I do also think that in crisis there's an opportunity. Uh, it might be that you give birth to new lines and new facilities. Uh, and uh, you know, God gives creativity and imagination. Again, I say prophetic call on entrepreneurs. So I do think that there could be change and there could be new things that you walk towards. So I support completely the mindset, obviously in prayer. Wonderful.
2: Craig, you're on mute.
5: Sometimes it's the best for Craig.
4: (laughs) We've this on purpose. Right, can you hear me? Something I never mentioned. (laughs) Um, we've had a guest house in Durban North for 25 years and it's operated successfully, but COVID has forced us to make a radical adjustment to um, the future of that business. And as it stands, we closed and by the grace of God, I uh, had an inquiry from Anthem Church and we're looking to reshape that business into a, a mid-home for drug, uh, drug rehabilitation. And we're busy negotiating a lease agreement. Um, so how's that? That's only, that's only Jesus. Mm. That is an amazing testimony,
3: uh, Craig. Phenomenal, eh? God going before us in the midst of all of this. Phenomenal. Well, guys, here's another here's another one, which is for you, Raymond. Uh, it's Mark Wilson's question, uh, Gary. So, there we go. Gary's doing this now. Do you, can you guys see the question?
2: Yeah.
3: Um, um, I'm not sure. If the, hopefully, the panelists can see the question. Uh, yes, they can. So, it's around a furlough, Ray. Have you heard of that term before? And what is that about?
1: Yeah. So... A furlough is not part of South African employment law. Um, the The same idea is expressed in in the government guidelines on TERS relief, and the the term they've used is temporary layoff. So, my view is that that's um, a way of talking about the usual law that applies: no work, no pay. If employees aren't able to work. Um, then then, then, it is open to the employer not to pay them. However, the way that this is played out is that the state has said to employers, if you can pay, please pay, which is good. That's the moral thing to do. If you can't, we're going to assist. We're going to assist through TERS and UIF. Um, I'm, I'm not aware of any principle in South African law. I know furlough is an American um, concept that uh, often applied to to missionaries, for example, But there isn't really that concept in South African law. We either have a temporary layoff where there's potentially a reduction in income, which is supplemented by the state, or um, people are paid. If, if you send somebody on leave, um, then then that's annual leave and it's paid. If if people are ill and they can't come to work as a result of COVID-19, then that's sick leave. So the usual rules apply.
3: Does that help? Sorry,
1: I hope that answers the question. I
3: think think so. Uh, Ray basically is saying there's no such thing in South Africa yet. To my knowledge, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Willie, did you get that one? I hope it's helpful. Um, here's another yeah, one. It, it also
1: applies in the UK, sorry, furlough is a, a concept in, in British law as well.
3: Okay, great. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a question here from Lefefe. Um, I'll read it out and then Gary's going to put it up on the screen. I hope it comes out. Any thoughts on how businesses need to adapt to these challenging times in order to survive and not just rely on relief that's available from the government? Anybody?
5: Mike? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we we are not fixing a problem by throwing debt and money at it, okay? So as a banking and an approach, so the answer to the question, very principle and very theoretical, but um, not every problem needs more money. And that's not what we are doing to survive COVID-19. And I think as business owners, um, it's important that perhaps You know, you guys need to see the wood for the trees and that, and you need to see the difference. Obviously, some fund and some support is necessary. Uh, You need a business. We need businesses, uh, you know, when we we lift the lockdown. So, that's the one comment. Um, In terms of how you should be shaping or realigning your business, I think it's always um, down to each particular case. We are open as a team, and I think at the end of it we're going to talk around how we walk together, and maybe the details of your business can be shared in a smaller group and you know prayerfully we can you know stand with you guys We don't want you guys to fight these things on your own mm-hmm. um, I think that's the other objective of today but just to to answer a very high level is. More money doesn't equal an answer, um, and you need to consider your business and the changes that you may be going through or may be needed for better opportunities in the future. Um, that's I can't really add more than that without knowing the context. Anybody else?
1: Yeah, I'd like to add to that. Um, I had a debate with with somebody this week who's been the CEO of several businesses. He's he's been the risk for multinationals and ha- has a keen handle on, on how businesses work and his comment on the failure of businesses in the current climate it is that it's a consequence of the failure of business strategy throughout and all that the pandemic has done is revealed it which is harsh because business, South Africa is a very difficult place to to um, to run a business successfully, there are many challenges, uh, many opportunities as well. But there's something in that. And the truth is, um, he said, most, most businesses should have a war chest of three or four months worth of, of cash available or resources available to weather this kind of storm. Because this kind of storm was inevitable. It was gonna take one form or another, either an you economic know, meltdown or, or something, a, a pandemic, but uh, civil unrest there are any number of things that can happen. But mm-hmm. if you look at the history of the world, take a step back and just look at it from a global perspective. This is a very small thing. It's massive to us because we're in it. But there, there have been cycles of challenges um, in human experience and, and human life over the past centuries um, that make former and, and Catastrophes and economic dramas, part of our normal. It's just that when we're in it, it doesn't feel like that. And the point is that we should be building a robust business structure that can withstand those things. Now, that's, that's easy to say with the benefit of hindsight. But as Mike has said, and he's right, we get the opportunity now to have a look at our businesses and build them with an eye on the potential of future challenges. We don't get caught without hands down in, in coming challenges. Bear in mind that, and I don't want to harp on this, but this is the first round of COVID. Um, most, most specialists indicate that we're going to get another round in a year's time, probably at about 60% of the current variance. So, so we need to build structures that are going to withstand this storm and the storm to come. Um, and, and it really is important to have honest conversations with ourselves as business owners, honest conversations with one another, as business owners talking to each other and getting expert advice. And, and perhaps most importantly, honest conversations with our employees. Um, I think Brene Brown says, kindness is clear, uh, clarity is kindness. Lack of clarity is unkindness. We need to be honest in our engagements and say, listen, this is where we are. Um, there are ways to do that and I can help with that perhaps but it really is a time for honest engagement and I think that to build a robust business means having brave communication and many, for many of us that's the last thing you want to do you're, you're in personal crisis it's really challenging we don't really have a clear vision of the future um, we don't know how to face all of these things and, and so what we do is we communicate nothing and that allows everybody around us employees included, to fill in the blanks to their own detriment. What, what we need to do is actually rally the troops, engage, and be honest. Um, if you think of the, the most famous speech of Winston Churchill in the Second World War, what did he promise the British people? Blood, toil, tears, and sweat. That doesn't sound motivational to me. It's not telling me I'm wonderful. No, what it was was an honest assessment of what the decision was, with a vision of hope for the future through difficulty and adversity. And that's the kind of conversation.
3: We <clears throat> Wonderful, right? And where, when you talk about co- uh, uh, honest conversations, who are you having those with? Employees, friends? Yeah. Everyone. So, so w- one of my good friends
1: um, owns a, a law firm. And three weeks before the lockdown, when this stuff just started coming up, he locked himself away for a few days and started running numbers. And, and about two weeks before the lockdown, sat down with every one of his employees in a, in a meeting and said, guys, this is how I see this playing out. And, and I think we're going to suffer this much of a reduction in fee income. So I think that we need to all take this percentage of income reduction, effective immediately. What are your thoughts? Help me to interrogate the facts. And they spent a, an hour or two having an honest conversation and, and every single person volunteered to, to, to take the measures because he was saying, look, I'm open to other measures. Please tell me and yeah, let's talk about it. that were proposed. And it actually made them really strong. So when they hit this crisis, they are streets ahead of other law firms, streets ahead because he had the honest conversation up front and actually brought everybody on side. He wasn't fighting with the employees about it uh, who were resisting. They were saying, No, this is our fight. We're on the same side against the same thing. And I, I think that that's the key. Honest engagement is, is actually fighting for people's future, to, for everyone's future.
4: St- Stan, one other quick thought from our side, uh, listening to Raymond, is uh, for us, we have been quite gung ho in our growth strategy for our business. And uh, that's required taking on uh, debt. And this has been a real reminder that uh, we've got to watch as small businesses, our gearing ratios. And you know that we should not flirt too much with debt. And it must always be within our means. And as Raymond says, we must be able to take on storms. There will be more storms coming our way.
3: That's wonderful, guys. I think that's a great answer to that question. There was a question around uh, to Mark uh, around whether he knew something more than what we did in terms of when this thing's going to open up. And, Mark, maybe you can just give that to everybody. I think it was a great answer um, that you gave to Mandy privately.
5: Uh, okay, sorry. I mean to. Sh- I, mean, I tried to share it on the whole group, but just um, so there's a lot of pressure. You would have seen overnight. Even our former finance minister Trevor Manuel um, has spoken out against. You know, maybe we've overreacted with a lockdown. And I mean, this is going to be. You're going to see quite a bit of media around this for the next two days, three days, because that voice is very, very well respected in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Still, uh, representing Old Mutual today. Um, and so the question, there's a lot of pressure from businesses, South Africa to say the economic fallout, the job losses will hurt us way more than COVID-19. And so uh, there's a lot of debate going on. We are in-house few and our economists are saying the government has done the right thing and we're prioritizing people in lives. And so, you know, fortunately from FNB stable, we are very much in support and behind and I'm no doubt the church is too. Um, in terms of what's going on, we are planning for a slow reopen from late June and possibly July. That depends on the statistics that flow through between now and then. Uh, in that, we will not have large gatherings uh, that will be with us for a long time still. And what I also overheard and learnt overnight is that the schools are looking at um, returning from the 1st of June and there's a big announcement coming tomorrow on the school and education. Minister of Education is going to be announcing the plan for schools um, and again there too it depends on their safety and cleanliness on site um, that will get all the conditions and everything from tomorrow. So my answer was um, the economy to start opening further from late June is our expectation. Large gatherings will be prevented. Uh, and unfortunately, the economic impact will be around for some time.
1: On that, and, and I echo those views, I think that's exactly right. Um, if you look at the statistics, and, and I invite you to do this, go have a look at at the various graphs that MediaHack and others are putting up, dashboards, um, There, there was a direct, Correlation having regard to the 14 day incubation period, direct correlation between the loosening of, of uh, Restrictions on the 1st of May And the, the rate of infection now at, at the midpoint of the month Literally doubled the infection rate To loosen and, and it wasn't a big loosening, it was a small loosening of restrictions so they, they have consequence in real time and, and where we're seeing internationally the debate that Michael referred to as a debate between finances or lives, that's not an accurate reflection of the debate. The, the debate is lives and economic consequences and economic consequences. Because it's not just that people die, it's that people are going to put additional strain on the infrastructure of every country by being sick and dying. It, because it costs a lot of money to have somebody in an ICU. And it costs a lot of money for the state to, to care for people who are sick. And it costs a lot of money and lost opportunity costs businesses to, to support employees who are sick. They can't come to work. So it's, it's not a straight line between well, either we have lives or we have money. It's it's not that at all. It's it's a much more complex consideration than that. And and I must I must say, um, I'm no an economist and and the, the financial implications of the continued lockdown are horrendous. We just don't really know what the cost is of loosening it to we don't know what the answer is yet. We're about to see in America though.
3: Wonderful, guys. I think I think this is the dynamics of this is that it's very complex and it's very nuanced. There's no simple answer. There are no straight lines. And it is a it is something that we really need to work with each other and walk with God. So so part of this, we've got uh, we've got kind of eight minutes left. Um, just um, Raymond's heard this probably twice before now, this illustration that I'm using. But uh, I went for a walk the other day and I, and I came across a tree that had fallen over. And this tree had fallen over not because it didn't have roots. It actually had phenomenally big, massive roots. It had fallen over because it, the sand that was holding it in place had washed away. And when I was there, uh, I just suddenly realized actually it's not just how well you built your business and the roots that it has. And it's not just, it's not just about uh, kind of the structures that you have in place. Unless you've got sand around you, you can't stand up. And sand for me is the people, it's the community, it's the help, it's the small groups, it's the, it's the encouragements, it's the, it's the strengthening that others bring around you and a context brings around you that helps you stand up. So part of this, this gathering here today is that we'd love to be able to be the sand around you and make sure that your roots get, some, get established into something that can help you stand because you could have a great business but end up falling over just because you kind of don't have anybody around you. So, um, and we can't, as Neo's putting there, you can't do it alone. So what what we are planning to do is the reason why we asked you to register so that we could get your email addresses and we really don't want to spam you. And we really don't want to put anything on you that you don't want. But what we will do is we will send you one email uh, to say that if you would like to get into a smaller context, so in other words, with a Raymond or with a Mark or with a Craig or with some others that we have in the life of the church, business people that we have in the life of the church, with six or seven of you maybe on a Zoom call every now and again, just to speak through your real stuff uh, that you're going through. And it might be personal. It might be emotional. It might, be, it might not just be business. It might be financial. It might be uh, relational. Because all those things come into pressure at this time. And, and all these things put pressure on every part of us. That if we would, if we, what we're going to do is we're going to send you an email. If you reply to that email and say, please put me in one of those groups, we'll put you in one of those groups. We're not going to chase you up. We're not going to spam you and say, put pressure on you. But if you would like to, we'd love to put you into that kind of context and um, support you and pray for you and um, kind of just keep walking with you. We'll obviously have some more of these kind of bigger moments. We'll be speaking to a bigger context and we can do a a bit of Q&A. But I think the real key for this time is to, is to have some sand around us so that we can stand well and strong in this time. So that's the plan. Um, it's hopefully not, a, it's a, please don't see it as spam. We will send, as I said, one email. If you reply to that email, we'll get in touch with you. If you don't, we're assuming that you don't want to be part of that. But, um, but we'd love to journey that with you and, and be part of the solution. One of the questions from Debbie Haswell was, How does the church help in the midst of COVID? Well, this is how the church, this is the church. You are the church. These guys are the church. We are the church helping each other in this moment. Um, I wish the church had so much money that we could help finance you. That would be amazing. But unfortunately we're just the same as you. And uh, I think just from my my side, a closing moment, and I'll give you guys a a closing moment as well, um, is... <clears throat> to God, the question is, how long is this going to last? Um, we are tr- I'm trusting God. Would, um, I'm really trusting God that there is this thing, we are not, we're going to buck the curve. So we're praying to buck the curve. So this is, my, this, is my, this is my one-liner in this. We're praying for a three-month get over this, but we're planning for a nine-month get over this. So in our strategy and our plans, particularly as a church and a conference venue, which we are, we're, we're at stage naught. We come back and like lost. And so we're planning for, for January next year, but we're praying for in the, next, in the near future. So that's kind of our, or our kind of plan. Um, but I think we've got to be planning for the long term, but praying that God gets us through this quicker. So, um, so, yeah, I've just got a question here. I've heard of medical aids stopping coverage if payments aren't made. Have you heard how this can be addressed? Just quickly, anybody? Maybe Raymond, maybe you've heard anything. I haven't heard anything. I don't know. Okay, great. So, guys, any last comments from you as we as we as we end off?
1: My concluding thought is: uh, don't panic. When when you're in the grip of fear, you don't make good decisions. We're in the hand of God, and and we have community, and we'll get through this together. Don't panic.
4: Michael.
5: Yeah. Uh, okay. There you go, Mark. Yeah. I, I guess I 100 percent agree. I do think, though, that this is one of those testing times, and without a doubt, we are in trenches. We are, you know, hands, sleeves rolled up, um, and I echo the thoughts of a community and doing it together. I must tell you that, uh, just from a personal experience and testimony, is. The more businesses I've spoken to, the more times we've had personal meetings via this platform online, we have been accurate in our help. What happens though, when we're trying to help through apps or online applications, I don't think we're as good. When we've got people and judgment and people making decisions and we're having these discussions together, we're making good calls. And so from my side, I absolutely agree. I think community and, you know, with with the people that are stakeholders or invested or beneficiaries or whatever in your business, um, and then we ourselves, we want to help you. We don't want you to feel like you've got to row this boat on your own. These are, you know, testing times. So I appreciate this morning being set up. Thank you, Stan, and pleasure to be part of it.
4: From my side, um, I think it's a time where we need to keep ourselves healthy, strong, fresh. I initially lost uh, sleep, and there's no point to that. Um, and about a year ago or so, Stan, we did a series on on Joshua, and it is a time to be strong and courageous. And uh, let's let's stick together. Let's help each other, and we will get through this. Well,
3: wonderful, guys. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, please, I'll mention again, we will send you an email. If you don't reply to it, we assume that you're good. But please do reply to it if you'd like to get into a smaller context. Obviously, it'll be a Zoom kind of thing or a, one of these platforms just to chat kind of more personal things and more, more conversational than kind of a panel speaking one way. But uh, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you with us. And uh, maybe you can pray for us, Mark, as we, as we end off. Sure.
5: Father, you know every single business. You know every opportunity that was, that is, to come. You know every commitment. You know every mouth and every employee that depends on these businesses. And I ask you, Father, even as testing times that we'd be in now, is that picture of the root And the tree that had fallen over, I ask you, number one, that we experience community, that it's real, that it's not just spoken of, but it's real. And then, Father, I ask you that you lead and you guide every business owner, every entrepreneur, every person that's in this call or in Glen Ridge, in this city, that, Lord God, they would know what to do. That Holy Spirit, you would guide with so many decisions, so much information. You would guide each and every one as they must make important decisions and calls along this journey. Thank you, God, that we are not alone, that we are with you. You are with us. And we we just want to find your hand in each and every day. In Jesus' name.
3: Amen. Amen. Wonderful, guys. Blessings to every single one of you. Um, Expect a mail, and we would love to see you in a smaller group. Bless you. Pray that your business goes well, that you have a good week. Keep yourself strong healthy, as Craig has said. And let's trust God in this time all together. Bless you. Thank you. Over and Thanks, out. Dan.
5: Thank you.